Flat Black Plastic Mutiny Radio FM, the 20th Street Noise Pop Block Party edition. We got a band coming in, Pity Party. They're coming in maybe half hour or so. So if you're listening live, stick around. Even if you're putting it, if you're listening in the future, if you don't like what you hear, go forward a little because then you'll get to hear people talk about making music. Maybe we'll play their music. And we also need money because everything here is falling apart and we did a lot of duct tape, a lot of staples. We're gonna get a psychotic reaction.
Happy Halloween, everybody. The song is called Wigs.
check, check, microphone. 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 Oh my god, you Hey folks, this is Flat Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio dot FM. We have the pity party for here for their appearance at the uh, Noise Pop Festival, the 20th Street Block Party, and they're going to be playing at what time? 445. 4:45 4:45 military time. That's 4:45. If you're in my military, and uh, <laughs> they uh, are here, they brought a record. You just heard them play, and uh, we're gonna ask them how they feel as Bay Area natives. They represent rock or punk rock, as far as what it means to be from the Bay Area. Is that good? Yeah. No, no, that's a that's a good question. Um, but gotta be honest, I think you're the only one that's not from the Bay. Oh, I guess Dustin's not from the Bay Area. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm from the Bay Area. Do you feel like you have to defend it? Do you feel like you have to defend it being from here? Because a lot of people hate this area. Do people hate this area? Okay. I don't know. I've heard. I've only heard a little bit of hate. Yeah, from the Bay Area, else from elsewhere. If you go on tour and go outside of this area, do people go, oh, tech is bad, San Francisco is bad, you're left wing, Trump is good? You guys go on tour and get that? Uh, We get that just as California as a whole, though. I think everyone just hates our uh, accent and stuff, (laughs) and just our, the whole, I think the whole state, everyone's like, oh, you're from California, but... (laughs) <laughs> Do you feel Northern and Southern California should be separate? <laughs> no, I separate legally? N- no. No, they're. I don't feel strongly one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with all of California. I think SoCal's pretty chill. SoCal's cool. What is the What is the last song that you guys each of each of you people listened to before coming in here? If you that you remember? Um, I think we listened to Electric Avenue. All right, we're going to play another pity party song.
Flap it like plastic, you're listening to Pity Parties, the band that we're interviewing here. And we just played their song, and I'm going to check next time for, so I can name the song that we played, because I forgot it. And one of them will know it. Thanks, Sinatra. There we go. I remember that when I was looking up the band online, I was, said, Dank Sinatra, that sounds like a total weed dealer's name. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to go see my friend, Dank Sinatra. <laughs> so what, what, is, what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour, and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks. I mean people. I don't want to be offensive in any way, in gen that way. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> say, say your name so they know you. Oh, this, is, this is Bob. Um, and <laughs> I guess uh, my favorite things about going on tour are like going places I haven't been before or going places that I really love that I have been before. Um, like just being tourist, like you're yeah, checking tourists. out a town as a tourist? Oh, yeah, I love touristy shit. Bob is the biggest tourist. Oh, the also biggest. the calmest member of Pity Party. <laughs> um, do you do photos? Do you have a, like a website where people go, oh man, that's what whatever that town looks like? Not really. I don't take too many photos. I just stare at stuff. <laughs> you take photos up here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, people that we interact with when we're on tour tend to be pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Love meeting new people in the scenes that we play in everywhere we go do you guys have a favorite town each of you where you go oh man i can't wait to get to that place because it's it, we always get treated right there albuquerque yeah albuquerque, albuquerque new mexico why is it why albuquerque uh we have some really good friends that run a diy collective uh, called fly honey warehouse um they do a lot of support and advocacy in their community and they cook for us every time we're there um, they provide Dustin with four locos. Not by choice. Not by <laughs> choice. Minus the bear's one. I think yeah. any time four loco is involved, it's the yeah. gesture that's, that's, that counts. That's, oh my that's god, all, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, and his Instagram is absence party, and oh the, it's all a minus god, the bear I love reference. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And where else do we like? There's a lot of places. I don't know. We like everywhere. I think now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just like seeing. Yeah. There's, there's no, not really a place that we're like, oh fuck, we gotta go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, actually, what like, was that one place? Um, was it Wichita or something? Yeah, Wichita. Oh, we uh, hate Wichita. We, <laughs> we love the people. I've been, I've been to about half the states, and it always freaks me out going to Denver because I can only, I can see Kansas. I don't even. I've never been to Kansas. I just know when I see that flatness, I go, "Whoa, fuck! That goes on forever. That's not the ocean." I love Denver. They have that big horse, that big blue horse. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. as far yeah. and toward the middle. Denver Airport conspiracy. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. Also, that City O City restaurant. Yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. What is it? City O City restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a vegan uh, breakfast place. In yeah. Denver. In Denver, Colorado. Killer vegan chicken and waffles. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to City of City. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is you guys' favorite food in the Mission neighborhood or in with the neighborhood that you live? Um, Taqueria Vallarta. Super good. It's on Mission, but I can't remember Cross Street. I just used to live like a couple miles from it. So, very good. 
What, what about this? We're, we'll take a vote. Taco versus burrito. Uh oh, that's a tough one. Uh, that is a tough one. Can line. I vote for both? I, I like. I think I'm a <laughs> Did you hear that, officer? Could you say that in the mic one more time? Uh, Dustin. Can you say that? I'm 27. <laughs> pink and, hair. And pink hair, and I'm six feet tall, apparently. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Down. Sitting down. <laughs> very tall torso. Yeah. No legs. No legs. I mean, like, very no, small actually, legs. I have, I have long dancer's legs. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> um, Do you Dustin's find that the dancer's actually, legs help with your stage antics? <laughs> I would say he's got a real wide power stance. Yeah, yes. the, the widest dance? power stance <laughs> this, this side of the Mississippi. Any wider? <laughs> power, is power stance like when you just put your feet real far apart? Yeah. yeah. You so know, far. I think who has the best one is Billy Zoom from X. You haven't seen me. <laughs> you haven't seen six feet of legs and no seen torso. Six feet of legs and no torso. Wait, when did you become no torso and all legs? Oh, is that what happened? I thought you were all, I, I thought you were all torso. Maybe no, you're I, just. Six feet of torso, six feet of leg. Yeah, I love Denver. I, that's <laughs> also, there's just five people named Dustin that are all 27 in this band. For sure. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to play you another awesome. song. <laughs> uh, n- and all the people that you heard just talking will play this at 445 this afternoon at 19th and Alabama, which is in the Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. It it's doesn't cost money, correct? It is free. It is free like our souls and our minds and this music. And if you don't go down there, you risk judgment. <laughs> yeah, Dustin. You got like a lot of sweat on my neck. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. 
how how important is marijuana to your guys' music? <laughs> Not important whatsoever. I'm a school teacher. We <laughs> <laughs> do not but it's advocate. Condone. Well, if no, we you're an adult, you definitely make your own choices. But if you are a child, your brain is still developing. <laughs> you make your own choices too. <laughs> <laughs> but le- but prescription is okay. <laughs> Pre- prescription drugs? Do they affect your music? Um. Yeah. Prescription drugs. In a positive way or a negative way? In a positive way, yeah. Uh, advocate for if people are comfortable with it, getting, um, you, totally there's like no uh, shame and there shouldn't be stigma in mm-hmm. seeking help for mental health um, and getting yourself to a baseline point where you can keep your head above water and have normal reactions that other people get to experience. Yeah. Um, so it's totally, yeah, we are... We're definitely an antidepressant, pro-antidepressant band. Yep. But do you feel that because of the way the drug companies work, that they get people who would want to be hooked on something that would make them okay, that they give them something opiate-based to just make them quiet? Do you think that's a problem with prescription? With benzos, yes. Yeah. I just know because when I took a bunch of painkillers when I broke my leg, I stopped early, and they said, don't do that. And I said, why the fuck not? I don't want to get hooked on this shit. Yeah, yeah. And then when you do, men- isn't it, if I remember correctly, when you do drugs that affect your brain, you have to wane yourself off very slowly mm-hmm. and then stop yeah. completely, which is when you're most fucked up if you are taking those. And then you have to go slowly back up on another yeah. one. So That's it's just. tapering. And yeah, you, you it do, do, it. You can't do you just, just taper until you find something good? Is that what it is now? Yeah, usually you'll, you'll work with your psychiatrist to figure that out. But you, yeah, if you just stop cold turkey, you're going to have a weird fucking time. It's not going to be good. But that's more with like daily stuff, not like in the moment. Like what about what about? Do you think psychedelics have anything to do with <laughs> mental treatment? Yeah. Like, um, I'm saying psychedelics that are made from the ground, like mushrooms. Yeah, not, like not like, lab. Yeah, like microdosing psilocybin. Totally, that works for some people. Oh my god, don't tell your students that. Okay, I'm not telling my students that. Yeah, I'm not. Just for adults. I just want to be clear. I'm the good teacher. You're <laughs> the bad teacher. I'm the bad teacher. No, you are the, not I'll the bad that. teacher. You're a great teacher. You're just the the bad influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the goody teacher. <laughs> Do you guys have any other records coming out? Yeah, we actually uh, have a full length. That was a stock question. I just pulled it out of the question band book. It's <laughs> a great question. Pulled it out, yeah. um, <laughs> because we do have a record that will be coming out next year called Concrete. Um, it's a record that we just finished recording, um, and it's kind of like a, it was kind of a therapy piece, um, and hopefully it helps bring other people some solace and comfort. Um, it largely circles material around sexual violence um, and how to support yourself and others through sexual violence and what those feelings feel like. Um, and so hopefully it finds some other people a little less alone in their trauma. Well, yeah, I think that a, a, a lot of people don't realize what creativity can do to curb any sort of mental problems and use artistic creation as, as therapy. And it's just, I think the fact that it's unrecognized is really horrible. And I think that even though your guys' music isn't overtly, you know, it's not like you're on a label distributed by some company that, you know, has a hospital, you, the fact that you guys are recognizing that and you're saying that your creation wants to go out and keep making things positive, I think is, makes me proud to know that you guys are doing it. Cause if you guys are doing it, that means that there's gotta be hundreds and thousands of other people that when they hear you and you say this is what I'm doing they'll do that like the Velvet Underground or Sex Pistols or whatever 
And that's the intent and the hope is that people will take action because right now, I mean, it's 2019 and we live in a country that's really bad for a lot of people and gives a lot of people really shitty circumstance. There's not equality in this country. There's not comfort for a lot of people and there aren't even basic needs for a lot of people. And so like, hopefully if like, you know, we show by action that support is positive and like helps a community, then like other people will support their communities and that like we can act and negate what's been happening. Like we as a whole society can act and negate what's happening. And w- w- do you guys put out your own record so you can say what you want? Um, we have done distribution through record labels. Sorry about that. I'm mostly talking. Um, but uh, we've done distribution through record labels, but we do um, definitely make sure that we have all of the autonomy over our material. Uh, we own all of our material and we find and our good labels. And you tell them that, that from square us. one. They, yeah. You know, if you're going to put this record out, you, it's like getting final cut on a movie. Yeah, and I think we're realizing that, like, not only do we need, um, like, our artistic uh, freedom, uh, but also people that are, like, politically, um, like-minded to us is how we would like to carry out in the future is just making sure that we're working with record labels that have the same intent as us, working with booking agents that have the same intent as us, people that want to see positivity spread, people that want to see people be supported. Because um, it's, as it's, we've realized it's the most important thing to us that it's, like, we need people to stand behind us and with us. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys ever play at Gilman? Are you too big to play there? No, we totally play at Gilman. <laughs> we play at Gilman um, actually mm-hmm. kind of a lot. Yeah, we play at Gilman a lot. Uh, we volunteer there. Um, I've been going there since I was like 11 years old. Um, Legally. Yeah. Well, you were allowed to go there at 11. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. think there's no age limit. Yeah, there's no age limit. Yeah, there's never. I've been seen 11 year old. I've seen multiple 11 year olds there. Um, yeah, it's great. Like my <laughs> students love Gilman. It's like it's a great place. I mean, it was a great place for me as a kid. It offered me a lot of support in a time where I feel like I didn't have a lot of stability and comfort. Are there other places at, in like in Denver that are like Gilman, where they're all ages and they're very supportive <laughs> of the community? Do you know anything about Denver? <laughs> no, um, I, there is. Um, <laughs> like really about I the forgot place. the name of it. Oh, I, Seventh I, Circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I'm like, circle. we don't really okay. know too much about Denver because we've only been there twice. I got to the, the last major city you've mentioned. Yeah. But Seventh Circle seventh is circle, a great yeah. uh, all ages space there. And where is Seventh Seventh Circle? In Denver. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Seventh Circle of Denver. Nine circles in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell nine. if you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't get the reference. I know I know Dante and the, the levels. You're saying Denver is hell. <laughs> With that blue Hello <laughs> Denver. <laughs> let's let's hear another pity party song. <laughs>
Alright, the microphone is up. You you had your chance to ha choose a question that I would ask you that you that I didn't come up with, and the one I came up with was, who are you? What is your name? You don't have to give your last name. You can give a fake name if you're in trouble with the law. And what <laughs> instrument that you play for the band pity in the band Pity Party, please. Uh, yeah, my name is Dustin. I play guitar. And Bass guitar? <laughs> um, I, I play the, the, the normal guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my name is Dustin, and I also play the guitar. 
and the bass uh, guitar though. The bass guitar. Four string. Four of them. My name is Dustin, and I play the guitar. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you guys doing? <laughs> my name is Dustin, and I play guitar. Uh, my name is actually Dustin, and I play the drums. <laughs> and my name is Dustin. <laughs> and these people, they make me come with them. And I don't know what they, what they make me do. They say, you call yourself Dustin, and you have to go on stage and play this thing, and it, you plug it in and make a noise that cause problems with my head. That's all of us. That's all of us. And uh, what, 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 tell us about the origins of the name Pity Party. Or if, if it was a second choice, did you have any other choices besides Pity Party? It was a first choice. It was a first choice. Um, yeah. It actually came from your guys' full U.S. tour with Place Called Home. Uh, three bands were formed. There was like a big plot line. Uh, there was Pity Party, Popular Kids, and Awful House. Yep. Uh, and it was like each member of the band that they were touring in had decided they wanted to start a side project. Uh, and the popular kids were going to be mean to Pity Party, and they were going to eat at the Awful House, and it was like a, whole, a whole plot thing. line. Um, and none of those bands ended up playing music or doing anything, and we just decided to be stubborn and play a bunch of music. And so they were just like, they turned into gangs? Perhaps. I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? <laughs> we <We'd> yeah gangs. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, to, why is the record called Concrete? Um, the uh, it's a very dark um, subject matter, um, but uh, to keep it vague and brief to not make uh, like elicit any trauma from anyone, um, it comes from a story um, of a girl that was um, abused and um, she was encased in concrete. Um, and the story is called Cement Girl, um, but I didn't in want- Encased while she was alive? Um, she was tortured and murdered and then uh, encased in concrete. And so um, I didn't want to name it Cement Girl so people would think about that story, but I wanted to still like give honor to that story. Um, and so concrete was like a parallel name to it. I did not keep that vague. I'm very sorry if that was uncomfortable for anyone. I think that's a great story. That I, that's the kind of thing that I like. I said I didn't really plan a bunch of questions, and to get that response is just. I feel like if I was on TV or something more popular than this, I would go yes. I mean, I still did a yes, but it was like a small yes, not like a Fox News yes. But I was like that. That's a great story, and I just thought of that question. Does anybody have anything else that might fit that description where you would say, oh, I have this awesome story and I've always wanted to tell on the radio? Ooh. Um. The internet radio. The internet radio. I don't know if we should. No. What story <laughs> are you going to tell? I don't know. No. Of, we have a lot of stories. But you can change names if you want. Or use no, initials. We have to change <laughs> all of our actions. <laughs> 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 Um, what, uh, 
what, what about that? Uh, what was that place in Tucson? That taco place? No, we're not. That? Okay, we're not gonna talk about it. Here we go back to the tacos. <laughs> we can't tell stories about how we fight racists. Yeah. What Wait, what is what is your favorite places to get tacos when you go on tour? We call them tour tacos. Uh, Poncho's Tacos in Vegas. Oh yeah, that's good. That place hell good. That yeah, hell Dustin, good. you are right. Yeah. What about Torchies in Austin? Dustin, you're also. I, I, right. I, I said Poncho's Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> the other no, Dustin, Torchies, Torchies Dustin on the cool. floor right now. Excuse me. My favorite, my favorite taco place. They say, don't bring the crazy punk rock people with you if you come to get the taco. <laughs> my name is Dustin. <laughs> Well, we got to get rid of that kid. He's causing problems. <laughs> let's let, let's put on an, another song. We're back with the pity party people, and they're talking about tacos. You're welcome to ta Taco Talk here on talk, Taco Talk Radio. <laughs> We're listening to the band Talk Talk later because they talk about tacos, and also the guy Taco who did Putting on the Ritz will be by here later. He's playing on the bandwagon stage. Tell us some taco stories, pity party people. So like one, Taco Bell. Okay, Taco Bell. Which one? Which one are you saying? Taco Bell. The Taco. No, you were saying something else. No, that's what I was saying. Oh, Taco Bell. Oh, we went to Taco Bell like a couple nights ago, and it was pretty, um, pretty wild. Taco Bell. Taco Bell in what part of the area? Uh, we were in. Is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph? Sorry, my mouth's full. Um, is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph and West Grand? 
Yeah. What in kind of Westbrook? In Oakland, downtown. Yeah, down. Yeah, and uh, we were in line, and there's like two. Yeah, Taco Bell's always got. Taco Bell's always lit. It's always got shit going on for real. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long line. We were like third in line or something, and then someone cut in. There's like two entrances, and one entrance. This is is a drive-through. This is a drive-through, by the way. And this person came in and tried to cut off the person in front of us. And they were like yelling at them and were like, nah, you know, and they sped up a little bit. So they kept trying to cut us off instead. And then the people in front of, of um, her were like, no, nah, you gotta get in the back. And, you know, et cetera, like, you can't cut all these people. And she had turned up her music louder. Um, what was she listening to? <sighs> she wouldn't, she wouldn't answer me when I asked her. Skillet. What she was I think it was Skillet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so she turned it up really, like loud, so and just started singing along to it yeah. instead of actually speaking words to, to anyone. anyone. Like yeah. showing she was ignoring you by yes. singing along to it. Yeah. Yes, and then so um, when the other car moved up, we moved up again too, and then she drove even faster and was trying to cut us off more. And then we we're like, you know, yelling like, "Yo, stop what you're doing!" Anyway, yeah, anyway, she oh rear God, ends the car in front of us, and they all get out of the car and they're hella mad. And it's so funny, and they're just like, they're hella well composed though. They're like. Yeah, but it was funny. They were like, "Oh shit! Now you gotta give us your insurance." Yeah, yeah. and then like, she did the cops show up oh, and everything. Did you guys stick around for that? The cops? Oh, and we were in the line. Saying, we were stuck. The we cops didn't show up, but we were stuck in the Taco Bell. Line. It was some crazy shit. It was some crazy shit. shit. Like, if you're gonna hit someone's car over some Taco Bell, you need to reevaluate your life. And also, like, yeah. she really could have just gone to the back of the line and just waited for like t- literally two you more told cars the story to go. So much funny last night. I just I don't you know. Told the story. We're going back. I don't know if I can't. That's tell it for right now. Makes it I know. Four logo makes Dustin so funny. Stop. I got a snowboat. I'm definitely not a 16 month I think fast food is is generally a thing that makes people aggressive because I was at you know you think of the one in Pacifica where it's right on the beach and you yeah. think oh it's that all nice one yeah that, I was like, beautiful Taco Bell yeah I was in there one time and the guy was on his break behind the counter. And he was eating while there was a long line of people, and he was eating behind the counter, just looking at this long line. And some guy says, "Hey, you, help me! There's all these people behind <laughs> me. Help me!" He goes, "I'm on break." He goes, "Well, don't eat your fucking food right in front of me." Whoa. And then he goes, "Well, what do you want me to do? I'll go outside." He goes, "You go outside. Me and my friend are gonna fucking stab you." Whoa! And so Whoa. he goes, "So I have to go in the back to eat, so you don't kill me." He goes, "Or oh, fucking help me get my food, asshole." So and that's in Pacifica, the pretty little seaside oh. town. So what we learned is that people will run into cars, stab each other, and other shit over Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell is possibly the root of some of the evil in this world. <laughs> like along with bringing a lot of joy and comfort and nourishment to and a lot late of night people. Food. Nourishment on is a questionable term yeah, when Taco and Bell is involved. Cheap vegan food when on tour, but like also I guess a lot of hate. So. You know, but then you get to the place. Can you tell the end of that story, though. Oh yeah, uh, she she bought all our food for us. Oh, she did buy all our food. Yeah. Okay, so, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, How much food was it? Pay, and then the was it all five of you? Of like uh, y- that that woman in front of you paid for all of your food, which is crazy. We got so much food. Well, yeah. that's not I and yeah, right. You still shouldn't have hit their car. Yeah, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, she like drove straight into their car. I was like, what were you doing? She hit their car, but I was like, why would you pay for this? Like, Can you describe the cars? Like, was not for legal reasons, but like, was it someone who had a fucked up car, like a smashed up derby? Where I was like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up someone's no, new like nice car. Yeah, no, it was like a nice car. Both well, cars were nice. Both cars were, both cars nice, were nice. Yeah. yeah, and she just drove right into that one. Wow. 
I hope her crunch wrap tasted hella good when she got home because she went through a lot of shit to get it. <laughs> she went through a whole lot to get it. And right wh- what about do you do, have you when you've been on tour? Do you go to? Uh, you, I know there's other places that are like Taco Bell, like Del Taco. Like uh, Taco Bueno. Taco, Taco, Taco bueno, bueno, I've been there. Sucks. Hey, Athen. Hey, Athen. Taco Bueno sucks. Hear me. <laughs> but they make tater tots, so like Spanish, like paprika tater tots, right? Uh, uh, Taco Bueno? Or I think. I, I just don't know, know why I'm so I don't know about Taco Bueno. I don't know, but Taco Bueno. Not a fan. Del Taco is uh, way better. Yeah. Every, everybody else had a bad time at, at uh, Taco Bueno. I loved it. They dunked chimichanga. Taco Bueno sucks. And the chimichanga is, is fresh? Wrong. I mean, fresh oh, out no. of the oil fresh? Oh, yeah. Not heat lamp fresh. Hot. Yeah. See that? You, yeah. you can get down on the street here, and people who can't get on the street, they don't care. Like It's kind of like with beer. Like if you drink Budweiser and you think that's good beer, you're stupid, you know. <laughs> not, no, and you're. I'm sorry. Don't. Uh, d- intelligence is not. But you're uneducated. I don't. There's no way to get out of this hole. I just don't understand you. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I'm ignorant. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, with, you, are, what about when you see a KFC and a Taco Bell under the same literal roof? Do you do you feel like I'm not going to go to that because it has. KFC Wait, involved I'm with so it. into that because then you can get mashed potatoes and the soft taco at the same time. That's what I was saying to people. People who are against uh, sweet and think, savory together are bad. Do you think bad. they would put the mashed potatoes in the soft no, taco? No, I don't think you they ask them. I think it's, yeah, I think <laughs> but you can do whatever you want. That's the thing. That would really <laughs> I think you need to assume some I think accountability in that situation. No, I don't. I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm just wondering if they would. I'm I'm not a fan of KFC next to Taco Bell. I prefer KFC to go away. Oh, okay. Dustin's really anti. And there was that rumor that they had to call it KFC because they they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there was like it wasn't chicken meat. They had to change it to KFC because they couldn't use chicken. In the eighties, I remember hearing that going. Mm. Wait, what what does the C stand for? Well, they took out the word chicken. Oh, so it's chicken matter? I don't know. Maybe oh it's my a God. <laughs> chicken, chicken I think extract. It, I think it involves <laughs> maybe involves some sort of organ meat. I don't know. Uh. I just know that they got in trouble and they had, there was a timeline change when they had to go from Kentucky Fried Chicken and then it went to KFC and I remember him saying to my mom, what's what's the deal? Why'd they go to just the letters? Is it because people can't read? And I guess if you eat enough KFC, you probably can't read that well, but it just, it made me not understand. Maybe I'll look it up and stop talking about it. I kind of enjoyed that idea. We're just so pro-vegan that we're like, you eat chicken, you can't read. Yeah, stop <laughs> eating chicken. It's yeah. poisoning your mind. That, well, and also eating meat's kind of destroying our environment. Animals take a lot of water in their lives, and we should just let them live and not Well, yeah, and that also like, destroy a lot of plants. Good lives <laughs> that and not them. make them grow up just to be eaten. Because that sucks. What if we, like, that would just suck if that happened to humans if we raise humans to eat them so we shouldn't do it to animals did you watch the documentary about the autistic lady who figured out the cattle thing to to uh get them humanely up to they have this kind of a contraption where they hold the cattle to calm them and she had autism so she used she built her own cattle uh contraption so she could her autism when she was under pressure she felt a lot less anxious and she realized oh that thing that i made like autistic kids totally need to be hugged really bad and when they don't get that it it triggers some bad stuff so she made this hugging machine and she saw at the 
So you can tell I'm really hot, can't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, uh, well, now, now I know. But she's a, she basically said she's not a vegan at all. But she said, I want to have these animals be as stress free as until the right up until you kill them. That I don't want them sitting in a small area or like there was this trough of water that they had to go through that they the people who did it fucked it up and they were all dying she said look i see in pictures and i can do this and you know they'll be happy until we kill them i think until we get to the point where people realize where they get their animals from and i think it's turned into a horrible weird like leftish, leftist uh, hippie cliche to know where your food is from, and that's a horrible thing. You don't need to know where your food is from. Just like, it's real easy to not have your consumption be inhumane. Like, there's Beyond Burgers at friggin' Burger King now. Impossible Burger King, Beyond that. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's easy. Fast food restaurants are helping you be vegan now, too. So, yeah, everyone can do it. You can be cruelty free. And live your life. And also, you can live your life with eating. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, do, do, you want, yeah, do what yeah, you want. Yeah, but be nice. Are yeah, there any nice. Are there any be companies nice. that you, uh, as a band, say I don't want to support? Like I don't want to support Walmart because they put small things out of small companies out of business. Or do you have any pet peeves where you say don't support these people, boycott Amazon because it's owned by Dick Cheney or whatever? Within our financial means, because we are all of like a lower economic status, like we try to have our spending be cohesive with our political views. But like organizations like Amazon that supplied materials to ICE, we don't support. Um, we shop at Walmart though on tour because we have to. It's cheaper, um, especially because we tour like two hundred days of the year. So it's just not an option to get bulk items other places. Um, but we do as often as we can and within our means we try to only try to s- to spend ethically yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, well uh we're coming up on a little bit jeff jeff's doing his storytelling thing coming up so yeah. if you're listening uh get ready for that i don't know how good of a job i did but i think that these people were very nice to put up with my rambling and they gave a, a lot of good information and I think again even if you can't make the 445 at the 19th in Alabama you should you heard their music I think it's they speak for themselves and then their music speaks more than them so if you like what you heard with them talking and if you like what you heard with them playing even if you can't go to the thing today look in your comp- online and say there, I'm gonna go to, you know, R- Royal Bull or what? Golden Bull. Royal Bull. I bought that in Chinatown. It gave me a rash. We're always uh, touring out, playing festivals, flying to places. Um, so just if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media, um, and we'll be in a city near you soon. But yeah, the real good to hear. Is our handle? <laughs> what? What's a handle? Like our, our name. If you want to find us, Instagram. you can look up the real pity party. Look up the real pity party, and then you can keep up to date with all the all the fun all adventures. All the bells we eat at. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, again, it, I'm. It was my pleasure 
I don't ever interview bands. I, I feel proud of this. And I, I didn't see a lot of people frowning, which I was scared. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That's good. And uh, I would like each of you to say two words to everyone who's listening, because we're, we don't have any money here. We're living below the poverty line. Please, each one of you, Dimitri, 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 Dimitri. Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> No, My name no, is not, Dimitri. No, Dimitri. You don't, you don't call me Dustin. <laughs> we're say, all say, send, say send money. Say send money? Because we need money really bad. There's someone broke the front window and it cost $500 uh, to replace. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, well, one, the one in the front door that's uh, open. Do you say, say it? Do you want us to say it at the same time or do you want like a wave? kind of thing? where Wh- Whatever you would feel most comfortable. When you, If you've never done this one, in the past. Two. Three. Where are we going? Send money. <laughs> <laughs> also, stay safe. Stay safe. That's, that's stay sane. I like. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, may- maybe not up to you to stay sane, but staying safe definitely important. I was and come to Mutiny Radio at two p.m. for the for storytelling. Yes. Can we do our goodbye where everybody picks a bitch? One. Wait. Two, three. Everybody think of um, One, two, three. Goodbye. Well, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. There.
Flapback Plastic Meeting Radio FM. Uh, what a 
thank the uh, San Francisco choir. So let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, better known around the world as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I'm glad to be here. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You know, you can find us by that crazy, catchy acronym on your podcast. Uh, we have a Twitter handle, the same, that same handle, same YouTube channel, fantastic. Uh, and uh, we also have a, a Facebook page called Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. So we also stream first. This episode premieres on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to MutinyRadio.fm. It will send you to a website called PCRCollective.org. Press the speaker, and you can hear us. And you can, What we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and uh, you watch it on YouTube and listen to the podcast at the same time. Or what would happen if they listened to just the podcast and not along with the movie? Well, they would not know what we're talking about, reacting to, and speaking for. It would just be ridiculous. The theme of this podcast is you watch the movie – and we riff together. Absolutely. We riff together. And, you know, Carl actually takes the extra time to sync old episodes with the full-length movies, feature-length movies. And you can find that on our YouTube channel. Carl, I see there's two new entrees uh, posted since last we've spoken. I see Surf 2, which, as you know, is our favorite movie yeah. from 1984. And I can see my headshot. As the screen grab, that photo was taken on September 12, 2001, because the uh, previous appointment on Tuesday, September 11, 2001, it got, it got canceled. Uh -huh. We got to do it the next day. Yeah. So that's me smiling the day after the World uh, Trade Center went down. Gotcha. And then uh, we also have a 1968 Revolution, which is a fantastic documentary about the hate ashbury back in the day of the Summer of Love. And speaking of Summer of Glove, look at me with a fist and my wedding band uh, on an old promotion I did with my good friend Ian Jensen. That's the other guy for our old show, Laugh, Damn It, at 50 Mason, which, of course, no longer exists. All right. Well, enough formalities. Uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? We are watching Mr. Billion, 1977. That's what you're going to put in your YouTube search engine, Mr. M.R. Period Billion. 1977 and the channel we like is called super b movies we love super b movies okay so i just typed it in and i hit pause uh and i pulled the time clocky thing back to zero 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 and what we're going to do is we're going to do a countdown and all of us are going to press it when the countdown king himself the maestro of descending new world mr <laughs> sunday afternoon Carl's man crush. Please, let's get rid of Brumbaugh. Paul Brumbaugh. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, guys. How are you doing, Carl and Mike? All right. Doing great quarantine, sheltering in place. There yeah, you go. Man. It's so weird because I'm usually right there with Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, Paul. Yeah, I miss you, buddy. I miss hanging out. If you want to hear more Paul Brumbaugh, you should listen to more Paul Brumbaugh. He is to the show the streams right before us on Mutiny Radio Sundays at noon, and you can find his podcast called The Edge of Insanity. I'm doing all right, Paul. Awesome. And, I, and yeah, I definitely miss being in the studio. We all love Pam Benjamin. So, 
We got to give a shout out, of course, to Pam Benjamin, our guardian angel manager yeah. of Mutiny Radio, and uh, give her a shout out. Go to Venmo and please donate to at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we would like to last for the rest of the year. <clears throat> All right, so uh, please, Mr. Countdown, count it down. All right, you. All right, you guys, you know the drill. Let's do this thing in true style. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Right to the graduation scene. No credits. Now, you know, you recognize that building, Paul, right? Isn't that 555 California? It is not, is it? In San Francisco. Oh, it is San Francisco, yes. That's the Trump. That's the Trump slash Microsoft building that used to be the old towering inferno. That's right. The towering inferno. They right. used the plaza for this movie. Although, although yep, you know the towering inferno. That's right. Yeah. So I was on the fiftieth floor. So there's the second floor, third floor. Uh, I guess you're not going to see me in this movie. And also the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith. That was the lawyer job he got. Was in five 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 California. Fuck that building. Triple nickel, as they would call it. Listen, what we missed is the emblem of the financial company slipped off the building and killed the CEO. What a way to go! He died by his own logo. Now we have Jackie Gleason who is number two in the company, reading his last will and testament, expecting to be given control of the company and all the money, but it doesn't go to him. Uh-oh, you can tell by his face. All right, and it goes to what? It goes a to Joe Falcone, his only living relative, a guy who he never met, who never asked him for a penny. Oh, Mont- his name is Guido Falcone? <laughs> now we have the most 70s music ever. There's Guido. Okay, now, Guido is driving a very expensive rich person's car, and that's supposed to give you the impression like he's a rich guy, but he's not at all. He's actually a repairman who fixes those cars. Shit, I, was, I already have a date plan with him, Carl. Why don't you tell me beforehand? <laughs> Shit. It's a billion. Look at that. That looks like solid billion. Yeah. Mr. Billion. He is Mr. Billion. You see how the door opens like a la uh Stallone. Like uh Back to the Future, you know? There he is in his, his jumpsuit. Yeah, he's wearing a space a time travel spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! So he's does he speak English in this movie? Yeah, he's good at English, and he learned it from watching cowboy movies. You see, this guy's real name is Terrence Hill, and he was very famous for spaghetti westerns in Italy, and he was one of the most famous actors in all of Europe. And so this was the attempt to bring him to an American audience, and it didn't work. I was going to say, attempt failed, because otherwise it would be like, oh, shit, it's Terrence Hill's American introduction. Right. It's Pickens and William Winfield. It makes me think of Beckham, who was the greatest soccer player in the world, loved him. He said, came to the United States, and people go, eh, whatever. 
Well, you know, this is the part of the 70s where soccer was mandatory and everything. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, we went to Giant Stadium and saw a soccer game. Oh, how was that? Boring. <laughs> it suckered. Sucker, 1977. Okay, listen, I must step away for one second. Michael, please entertain the crowd. I'm very sorry. All right. Hey, Paul, doesn't the nuns look like two penises? Oh, it's too late. It got twice away. There's a mangy dog. Paul dropped. I'm sorry about that, too. Oh, Paul dropped? I can handle it. Why don't you go to the bathroom? I'm going to hang out in Italy. Holy shit. My fat ass would not be able to fit through those tiny streets. Look out for the camera, bicyclist. He is one cool hill. Hill. Terrence Hill. He hill. 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 Yeah, see? There's his cowboy motif. He sure loves his anonymous cowboys. Where the hell did you get your wallpaper from? Animal Crossing? Cowboy wallpaper? All right. Check it out. He's got a TV and a couch. No, a chair. TV chair. Hey, Terrence Hill, keep your window open when you take your shirt off. Uh, Look at this. This is more of a movie set. What a beautiful house. It was actually barking dogs. I had to let them in. Okay. Oh, yeah, let those dogs in. So what's going on? Carl let the dogs in. We're getting an inside joke, you see, because he is famous for all these cowboy movies. Okay. So right. his character loves cowboy boots and loves cowboy movies. How meta. You know, I never met a humor I didn't like, Carl. <laughs> Look, a German shepherd in Italy, I think he's a little lost. <laughs> you took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. That's the second Mansi dog they had in the street. What kind of Italian town? They got to keep the food away from the dogs. They eat out in the alleyway and they kiss and forget it. Oh, that's Lady in the Tramp. I'm sorry. Right. An Italian one. Okay, these are American executives who are here to meet Guido. And they're like... Right. Guido Falcone. Guido Falcone. I'm looking for a guy named Guido. Yeah, be careful. Tread lightly. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Guido, <laughs> as you know, is an Italian slur, but... Nobody in this movie thinks so. They think it's just as a name. Right. Now, I know, like, uh, another... Have you noticed that the word Fredo has been used disparagingly? Like how the president called, I guess, Chris Cuomo Fredo? Like, that's an insult. Because he's <laughs> well, the, I mean, the weaker brother. Yeah. That was a pretty bad insult. Okay, so Jackie Gleason has come all the way to Italy pretty much to con Guido and to get him to sign power of attorney papers... So that yeah. he can get Guido's money and control of the company. This is crazy. You'd be like, oh, my God, Jackie Gleason, I loved you in Honey Mooder. Exactly. I still see you have a flower in his lapel. You're killing it. He's I'm not Jackie Gleason. I play someone else. Flower in lapel, doesn't he? Yeah, a flower in lapel, you know, a classy guy. <laughs> He's got a handkerchief already in case he needs to sneeze. Or covered. And he can sneeze away because he doesn't have a full mustache either. He's got that classic uh, Jackie <laughs> Gleason right. little pencil mustache. Now the other guy with him is named Leopold Lacey. He uh, as an you know in the as a character, and he is the third 
He's basically Jackie Gleason's right hand. And what's tragic, just to bring you down, is he died of leukemia a month after filming. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, why are you laughing? Uh, Carl, that's the side of you I never see. I just because is, well, we see... bummed out when you hear. I mean, the movies you pick are so old. Of course, everyone's dead, but this guy's fresh dead. You know what? Listen, when we make our movies, National Lampoon's Open Micer, <laughs> remind me not to finish it. I'll let you know the film production because I'll be dead in a month. You know, you know. Bingo. Yeah, he never did. They they went to him and they said, "Listen, this movie's going to be a hit. How's the movie? Oh, it's great. It's." Killing it in America. Oh, yeah, let me take a newspaper. Well, maybe not today. <laughs> okay, so wow. he just said, everyone, I'm going to America, and they all cheered, you know, and uh, he's not falling for Jackie Gleason's sign my power of attorney paper, but he's like, well, how did you learn English? And he said, from watching all these cowboy movies. So now we're going to get a not funny situation in which he pretends... He's a cowboy. Well, what kind of, what is the music? Bah, wah, wah. Yeah. Now here comes his co star, the villain. Oh, right on cue. Right. That little kid heard the song and got his. I gotta get my gun. That song's playing. And Jackie Jeez, Gleason is like, "What the f is going on here?" He thinks it's so crazy and stupid. Carl, the last time I saw a kid draw a gun on me, it was when I told my kid to go to bed. So it's crazy to see in the movie. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been since last night. That kid's a dead aim. I think he's in trouble. Last time I saw someone draw a gun on me, it was my tattoo artist. Bam, he's shot! Yeah. Wasn't that yesterday morning when you got your tattoo? Right. Yeah. But I was wearing no a line. mask. <laughs> he is a shot! Oh, the blood! You know this is a movie because okay, nobody's going to stain their shirt like that. Well, also, there's three fucking tomatoes on a plate. What kind of fucking restaurant is this? It's Italy! You know, hey, I like the tomato plate. If if you are in Europe and you ask for a salad, they don't bring you like some vegetables on a lettuce. They bring you a plate with some vegetables and a knife. Serious. So it's like a whole tomato, say, or like a, a carrot and a peeler? Yeah, it's like no peeler. It's like, yeah, you get like a radish and a carrot and a you know, celery stick and <laughs> And a knife. Uh. I went out of the house for this. I wore my best mask for this. You know, uh, San Francisco had the same kind of bullshit. They were offering for dessert. There was a restaurant that was offering a pear. And what it was was a pear on a plate. And you got to cut it up or what? Or eat it with your hands. Rip off. What if it's not 100% ripe? Yay, everyone loves his performance. Except for Jackie Gleason. It, it, yeah, and away I go. <laughs> so I saw an interview with the director. And okay. 
the director's named Jonathan Kaplan, and he had made this very famous, this good movie called White Line Fever. It made a lot of, uh, it was a, a commercial success. It was like a melodrama about truckers, believe it or not. So they get they so the white do, line is what. Yeah, white line wait, fever. Break down the concept. So it's not cocaine. It's the line of the uh, in the freeway the when high, you're driving yep. your truck. Exactly. And they said you could do anything you want. And they, he thought he was sold by this guy's manager. Bringing this guy to America would be perfect. So look, he takes the contract and he's sitting on it. Well, maybe he wants to sit out a signature on it. I guess. No? Yes. I guess I won't see that. So now this maybe is the funeral. Oh, right. Oh, right. For the Falconeer. Right, for the Falconeer. He wanted to so be They brought the body? What? Yeah. Where did they bring the body on, Coach? In the <laughs> overhead yes. uh, luggage? This, this is where he's from, his heritage. And he wanted to be buried in this little town, so that's what they've done. Okay, so now we're getting the setup of the movie is that you can come to America, to San Francisco, because this is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you sign the papers, but you have to be there by this date at midnight, uh, at at um, 12 noon, okay? All right. Look at the band on his arm. Yeah, he must have had that from the war. Right, that's the war. from the war. But no, this guy should be wearing a bond because leukemia is going to get him in a month. Wait, this guy right here is leukemia yeah, guy? That's right. That's that's leukemia guy. It's probably in him right now, this moment, Mike. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I'm trying to be funny laughing. I mean, it, it was 30-something years ago. Uh, no, it was 40 years okay. ago, right? Right. Well, we think he's a great actor, and uh, we it, our apologies to his family. All right, okay. keep, let's trade, go. Let's trade go. Center, Trade Towers, Statue oh, of Liberty. Oh, there we are. And you know what? When they went down, I uh, next day I got my headshot. And people, you know, like, uh, uh, oh, my goodness. Now the What's press going on now? Oh, it's, it's very, it's a sensational story. He's going to get a billion dollars. So did he agree to do a cross-country chase for this billion dollars, and that's the reason why he's getting press? No. Or is he just stupid? <laughs> what he wanted to do is he wanted to come to America like his ancestors. He wanted to come on the boat, arrive and see the Statue of Liberty. Now, you don't go to Ellis Island nowadays, you know, but that's what he wanted, to go to New York uh, and take the journey um, of the grandfather – who, you know, uh, the billionaire. But that's ridiculous. If he has a deadline, why can't he just fly to fucking San Francisco? Excuse my language. Fly to fucking San Francisco, uh, uh, get his money, and then go fly to Ellis Island. Well, that's exactly what he should have done, but that uh, he's, no movie, he's a crazy man. He's a... Uh... They're asking he's him now, what do you... Man. What do you what do you want in a wife? Because you're the most eligible bachelor, and we're about to meet uh -huh. Valerie per Perrine, who's going to be his love interest. 
So did you see that view? Fucking A, look at that view. Yeah. Actually, when I worked on the PS4, that was the view I had. I had a cubicle, and I would look out, and I could see Alcatraz Prison. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And we just, just saw the America building. Yeah, so that is uh, technically the Bank of America building. That's the triple five. That's where we're at right, right now. That's the biggest building in San Francisco previous to the Salesforce building just being built. Uh-huh. They always said that the Transamerica building was bigger, but the Bank of America building, the Falcon Industry building, is bigger than that. And now that we have Salesforce building, that's the biggest building. He's like, can you marry this guy? See the gold digger. Well, okay. She is a prostitute, and she has been hired to essentially distract. I know what. What? Uh-huh. Distract Guido from making his prostitute. appointment. Ah. Now so he's, he's taking not a train. Gonna, he's I... not going to fly to San Francisco. He's going to take the train. Yeah, that's like hell on wheels. He might as well be on a Greyhound at this point. Oh, there's Mitch McConnell. There's Mitch McConnell. No, that's once yeah. again William Redfield, a man marked for death. Oh, I love – don't you love it when you get a private car on Amtrak and you have to close the curtains because the paparazzi are on the platform? <laughs> Happens to me all the time. All the time. Please, I am not here to get photos. I'm just taking the – sitting in the platform for 40 minutes and the train. He's eating it like the Europeans eat apples. They cut – they tear off the uh, skin first. Exactly. The skin is the best part. Okay, he's just been given $1,000 spending money. Sweet. Yeah. Now, they're going to take this tour together, and William Redfield has got all these, like, tourist sites for him to see on their way. Yeah. Oh, so he's just taking a lackadaisical turn. Mm Mm-hmm. And what the fuck is he eating? It looks like uh, snow cone, snowballs from <laughs> Hostess or like bad IKEA Swedish meatballs. Now look, he's eating. Oh, that's rid of. Oh, oh, there you go, William. R.I.P. He doesn't need a shampoo. Oh, Carl, I <laughs> oh, so there he is. The presser coming. Oh, the paparazzi. I wish I had an Italian word for the uh, ongoing master photographer. Wow, she's... She's, she's got her own dog. Oh, he went into the wrong room. His, his door is blue, and he went to the pink door, which is where the woman was. Now, this is the kind of thing you talk about all the time, Mike. Like, in a movie, like, universe, the wrong room he goes into is, like, coincidentally one of the co-stars. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that the last movie, where there's only six characters, and if there's a seventh, it's going to be connected to the one of the six. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. This guy knows about the building, so he's pitching them on expensive watches. Right. That's okay. I got a cell phone. I don't need a watch. So he refuses him. He says, okay, give me $2. So Guido says, here's your $2, and we're going to get a joke watch. 
Now watch your joke. Pull out a lot of boing. boing. <laughs> hey, make make fun of them, but even a joke watch tells the right time twice a day. Twice a day. That's it. That's the only time I'm relevant. Twice a day. Okay, now we hear oh. a woman in distress. Oh my goodness, it's a wraith! Who is that guy? Oh, he's chasing him. He goes, hey, come on, I got kids! Is that Dick Miller? The actor? That is Dick Miller. He's no. playing a character called Bernie, and he's basically um, Valerie Perini's, Perrine's uh, partner in, in trapping this guy. Oh, so this is a big con. This is a big con. And he's doing mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, he thinks. Right. And it turns into a kiss. Now, why would you do mouth-to-mouth? -mouth? She didn't drown. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. She just, uh, yeah, that's probably not the thing you do. She got conked on the head. Now, these two do not have good movie character at a uh, movie chemistry at all and there's a reason right the, the interview with the director was very revealing um this this uh terrence hill was a very proper person and he was very polite and respected ladies or whatever but valerie perrine was a real smut mouth lady and when they first met, the director reports that she said, would you like to see me smoke a cigarette out of my pussy? See, that was the opening line? That's my it opening was, it, line. It wasn't the opening line, but... Yeah. Well, that is, a, for a gentleman, he must have been a guest. They did not get along, oh. you know? Quite frankly, I think that Terrence Hill is very stiff throughout this entire movie, and his accent is yeah. difficult. Uh... Well, you know, he's he's known for with a partner, right, Bud Spencer? I, okay, I, that's yeah. how I know him. The director brings that so up, that? and he says it was one of the foolish moves ever. This guy has got a partner in fame, in movies, and they don't bring him along for his debut. It's like Laurel without Hardy. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Well, can I, can I ask where, where people can find that video? The interview? Yeah, sure. Um, if you go to YouTube and you simply put in interview Jonathan Kaplan, it's, it's the only thing that's going to come up. I did find print interviews okay. with Jonathan Thanks, Kaplan man. and just learned about his other movies, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I mean, 